You make me feel brand new Like fresh morning dew without you Hello and welcome to the 8th Note Sessions. I'm Mike Shamil. And I'm Devin Mullen. And today our guests are Roy G. Biv, the avant-garde indie funk band from Niagara Falls and Western New York. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. Glad Excellent. to be here. Yes. So we noticed that you're uh, in the uh, final 16 group of Band Together Buffalo. Are you excited that you know things have uh, progressed this far? Well, absolutely. I, mean, it, I think it shows a lot that just of how much support we're getting, and it's you know people just aren't supporting us because they're our friends. They're supporting our band itself because you know they like it. Now. I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit. What kind of led up to deciding to want to compete in this? Was this something that uh, was a goal of yours? You, did you feel the need to um, kind of look for a Battle of the Bands kind of setup? Or were you just hoping to uh, break out of the neighborhood a little bit more? I think it was, uh, we kind of just wanted to get more involved in the scene. And uh, once we heard about how many people were entering, I think there was over 150 contestants um in the very beginning and uh you know we knew that there was a fair amount of musicians around in the area but we didn't realize quite how many and uh how vast all the different genres and everything were so we kind of took a chance and we're just like you know what let's enter it because there's you know all of our friends were entering and uh we just wanted to do it for fun and it ended up uh carrying us pretty far i'd say we're happy to be where we are and honored to be with all the other artists in that showcase honestly Absolutely. It's a fun blend. For the for the folks at home that aren't as familiar with you guys, can you talk a little bit about your genre and, and your your niche of the genre and you, you know your style? Yeah, I mean I, I think uh our genre and niche is genre like you got that it, that avant garde in there. I think we like to keep people guessing. I think we like to think of our shows I know we like to think of our shows as kind of like a, an art piece. Sometimes we're, we're, you know, it's a full performance. We're not just up there going through chords. We're playing the full thing. And I think we come from like very diverse influences. I mean, Smidge listens to a lot of metal. Uh, Evan listens to a lot of fish. If I'm totally stereotyping them, they listen to a bunch of other stuff too. <laughs> um, but, and not, you know, I listen to a mix of things. I mean, I grew up on like Dave Matthews band and Jack Johnson and then kind of got into a bunch of other stuff because of these guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's quite the blend of influences. It's it's an interesting uh, mixture that you've got going on there. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Now, before I, I let uh, Devin, who's itching to ask the deep questions. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. we know that Devin's got the deep <laughs> questions. Um, I saw you guys have a transport, uh, single name Transportation. What other stuff do you have in the pipeline? Oh, we've got... Um, yeah, actually, we're actually going to be working on an album coming up. Um, you know, we've got at least eight, I think, solid originals that we want to showcase to the world, and even more we're in the process of writing right now. Um, but hopefully that's going to come soon. But I think there's a good – I think our, there's, a, there's like four songs that we started with, like as a band right from the beginning, and those four will be on it. But I think those showcase the difference in – our interests and how they kind of came together. 
Yeah, I mean, if you listen to transportation, there's you can hear. I don't know. I mean, there's like this kind of like reggae beat. There's you know that I mean the piano that's that brings a totally different vibe. And there's also like a second part of that song that we didn't record on the single that we're looking forward to probably Ooh. releasing in the album. A little bit of extra content. Yeah, singing. Yeah. yeah. So you know we'll have our single version of transportation up, but when you know the EP or album or what have you drops, it'll have a slightly different ending. So. So so stay posted for alternative ending in future releases, etc. Yeah. Part of the reason why we invited you on the show tonight is because a lot of our segments they're focused in in Buffalo. Uh, in the music scene there and and we talk to people in you know neighboring towns and, and everything what I wanted to get a little bit of a sense of is what is uh, this in, in quotes because you, you, you guys aren't fully a jam band but what's the the community uh, in Niagara Falls like well, we like to think of it as post jam really better oh post jam that's clever <laughs> I like that where'd you hear that <laughs> uh, it's cool. Post jam. Does that mean like you stand next to a post and you jam? Like, is that part of like the stage yep. show? You know, got, you have to. Oh, okay. well, Good. <laughs> Forget I said that. Oh boy. <laughs> it's cool. There's like a, there's a super unique. Uh, um, I mean, I think Western New York's unique in a lot of ways, but it's definitely a unique place for music. I mean, we have Canada right there, so we have some cool influences. You know, coming there historically. You know got the band you got the the hip you got the arkells more more contemporary yeah. um a lot of the snarky puppy fellows are out of toronto yeah um but yeah no I, i'd say our our experience in the scene around here has been great it's been nothing but healthy interactions um everyone's willing to kind of lift each other up and it's not so much a uh, competition really it's it's more of just like everyone supports one another um, and I've said this before, but like, I, I really, I stand by it. I'm just excited to go see a show as I am to play one. And, uh, it's really just a great experience so far. A lot of that, That's music. awesome. That's the way it should be. I mean, as musicians, we can't afford to have too big of an ego. The reality is we all rely on each other. People mm -hmm. just don't come out for one artist and one artist only. You know, if you really want to have more opportunities, we really all have to kind of bounce off each other and, and kind of pull each other up. Right, exactly. In our pre-interview conversation, we, we touched on minor things you would like to see changed, uh, which don't relate so much to people, but rather places. Uh, th talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean if you want like, financial aspect is like for, for musicians that's that's challenging we're seeing that with spotify and all that stuff um yeah and and um we touched on a little bit uh just finding a place to play right now not only you know actual shows that people can come and see but finding a place to practice um you know because not everybody has an ideal situation at home uh you know neighbors and stuff like that but um finding a place to rent and you know even with a ton of people on board it, it can be pricey it can be pricey i mean it's definitely one of those things where certain people are disadvantaged based on access to creative spaces you know 
and there's larger critiques to, to be drawn from that, but we won't go down that road. Um, so we, we've talked about how our segments have generally favored, um, you know, one part of Western New York, just, just as it happens. Not, that's not really a conscious decision. Um, and that's that's been largely true with, uh, you know, what kinds of musical artists we've interviewed. I mean, we had Damone Jackson. He's he's sort of from uh, the, you know, the jammy musical genealogy. Um, but other than that, it's it's another one of those vibrant, large parts of our, our musical culture that I don't know how often it's it's deeply examined in conversation because it's it's very much everyone comes out you have you know this sort of like freeing communal experience and you share that and then you go home but all music comes from a place there's always a seed of that creativity so in your case in your your post jam avant-garde funk landscape what is what is your music written in response to what's on your mind when you're creating I, th I think we, we probably all have different answers for that. And the, the, the cool thing that comes out is when we all put those things together. Um, I mean, art is come from necessity well, in a lot of cases. Um, I mean, a lot of the songs that I've written, I think I'm trying to focus in on this. Uh, you know, it, I think the necessity is kind of pain or maybe loneliness at certain points in my life um, and kind of bringing it back to like there's this common thread that we all share as humans and there's I guess hope in that and there's like a safe harbor in that um, but now like I'm definitely evolving writing with these guys and I think they have totally different uh, you know ways that, that they write and we're, we're kind of yeah like like I was saying earlier um I draw a lot of what Rob's saying. Where I, when I'm writing, I'm, I am sometimes coming from a place of like pain and loneliness. But when I write lyrics, I try to be more on the. I mean, I've written some goofy lyrics, but I try to be more on the you know a lot of inspirational stuff and like rather a place of being in the play the pain, a place of coming out of it, and the music to just be you know more vibey, more dancey to kind of just give the listener more of like a just a release from whatever they can enjoy the song they can connect with the lyrics you know and it's they can kind of forget about other pain or uh, other everyday things that they're experiencing yeah yeah and i'd say uh you know i've only written a little bit um mainly lyrics for the band um and my my experience in necessity of art is coming from uh, somewhere in between both of these fellows' answers, somewhere uh, kind of like in a more transitional period of, you know, figuring yourself out and um, realizing the world isn't that bad, you know, um, despite it being ever-changing. Because um, uh, the single we have out, The Transportation, is uh, it's a very upbeat, very happy-sounding song. There's a lot of cool moving parts, but the lyrics are rather dark, and uh, it's interesting. It's kind of redundant. Kind of a kind of a juxtaposition there, you know. You got you got kind of the the, uh, the Haley Williams sort of thing. Let's take something really happy and something really sad and stick them together and see if you can pick out what mood the song actually is supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Like like little 
So to, to put it very uh, contritely, uh, it's it's to give yourself and the listener a ladder up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. That's wonderful. Um, going going forward, I mean, you obviously you've been affected by uh, coronavirus. A lot of, as you said, a lot of your music is the live show. I mean, it, it's it's kind of in the name. I mean, this you know, there's so much intersection between color and music and and vibrancy and all that. So, um, other other than the band together, Buffalo and the studio work, and I guess maybe practices. How have you guys been keeping that that creative life active and and well nourished uh, in this time? We've been making a lot of food reviews. <laughs> yeah, food reviews. Um, yeah, like you could see a couple on our Instagram. Little, little That's little awesome. Egg rolls from a couple different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cookies, cookies, Christmas cookies. We actually ended up ordering some merch, and uh, the stickers came with a free bottle of hot sauce that we reviewed. Sticker meal, yeah. Yeah. Now, did the hot sauce stand up? Because in Western New York, we love. Our hot sauce. If it if it doesn't like give you a good tingle on the tongue, it's practically butter. I, Michael, I think Evan's got to take this question. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a big hot sauce guy. Um, I grow and make my own hot sauce with my with my dad. We both have our own gardens at our places. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty sweet, but it also mm-hmm. gave you that you know that extra little spice where. You know, some people might sit there and be like, oh, you know, that's nothing. But like to the average person, like they're going to they'll feel it. it. It's pretty good. Um, now, is the band working on their own hot sauce? I have seen some really creative merch out there. <laughs> and honestly, I think people would totally dig that in the city, I, especially I, if you got a bar to like have like a special wing of like the Roy G. Biv variety. Oh, let's go. I've, I've definitely <laughs> had these thoughts before. I think it's just a matter of putting putting that into action. And I think that in the foreseeable future, that you'll see a Roy G. Biv label on a bottle of some tasty sauce. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, we didn't really cover this in, in the pre-interview conversation, but now that you mentioned it, I'm kind of thinking about it. You know, part of being an artist nowadays is you do have to sort of dip you know, ladles into other pots, just, you know, just on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever your, this is, you know, day in the life kind of stuff. Engage uh, with our content, help us be producers and drivers of content. Do you find that to be a, a natural fit to the vibe of your music or is it just more like a different kind of job you have to add on top of already being musical artists? I mean, I would say it comes pretty naturally um, at, at times, at times it does. But I mean, just because we're very social creatures and we're very, um, you know, I touched on maybe how we like to involve our audience a lot more, that sort of thing. I think it's easier for us to hop on a social media in that regard and just kind of like shoot out a message and, you know, wish everybody well, because I know the last year has been crazy for everybody. And just kind of keep everyone updated on you know what's going on on our end even just on like a day-to-day basis not so much only dealing with the music but little snippets of you know what we're up to i saw on your instagram uh i think it was last week uh you were you were donating to quite a good cause 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're uh, instead of kind of the first round, we so part of this band together Buffalo competition is we have to like raise, we have to get payments on Venmo, uh, which count as votes. And we were absolutely blown away by the amount, like the first we were going to put it towards our album. And we were blown away by the amount of money that we raised. And we were like, well, that's great, but we should definitely find a, a good cause to for, for the second round because I bet you we can raise even more. And uh, so we chose the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, and I mean, they, if you know anything about that, that group, they don't have any government funding for their foundation. So it's all done by people in the community. So, and, and that's something, I mean, that hits close with me. We, we work with cystic fibrosis patients at work, um, helping them get set up on their equipment and make sure they get good care. So um, these guys, I mean, we, we all kind of rallied around it and there's there's a Western New York chapter that we're, we're trying to support. So- um, That's awesome. Yeah. So we got a GoFundMe set up and we're taking payments through a Venmo and we're gonna put it all, all towards the foundation, so. We'll be sure to include those links in the write-up. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thank you. So, folks, we are about at time. Uh, I'm going to give the the last question over to my co-host here, uh, and then that'll be it with Roy G. Biv. Yes. So, my final question of the night: Which one of you is the one who has to make sure everyone else is on time to the gig? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. I mean, I was late today, so I couldn't. Uh, personally, um, I think I think Smidge is really good at that because you know he's the drummer. He's got to go in, get his load in his drums, keeps time. I play in time, so I need to he's keep. Gotta time. keep up. You know, I, I walk in with my bass, and usually there's already an amp set up or. <laughs> I plug in and I, you know, I try to help smidge out everything, but you know, he'll get there and say, you know, I'm here, sound guy's here, you know, uh, what's your guys ETA, you know, he kind of, he, he makes sure that we're getting there on time. The reason why I ask is I've noticed, especially in smaller bands, like I've played in, you know, in a power trio and uh, there's always that one person who's like secretly like the 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 metronome behind the whole group you know they don't always seem like it on the outside you might be like wow those guys are so dynamic but there's that one person that has that skill that helps like kind of like um you know build the clockwork behind the whole mechanism of the band and i just kind of wanted to see like who that was inside the group there <laughs> yeah well, uh, it turns out the drummer is keeping time on the music end and on the you know on on the life end too yeah (laughs) well we appreciate the three of you giving us some time tonight Uh, it's been fantastic interviewing you and we wish you the best of luck in uh, your current round of band together buffalo with your future projects and with that absolutely and with that this is the eighth note sessions i'm mike shamil I'm Bevan Mullen. And our guest was Roy G. Biv. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Here's an excerpt from the song Wonderment by Roy G. Biv. You can find all their music on major streaming platforms. Somewhere in between, now and then we'll catch a case of butterflies. Seen the past and what's ahead, it helps me to push through all these lies. 
The Eighth Note Sessions are produced by Music is Art. Help keep programs like this going by donating today at musicisart.org. Thank you for listening.